Greetings, Plat Cat fans. Welcome back to working where you can hear this middle-aged guy from the middle of nowhere, Indiana, talk about college and pro football, politics, religion, and cats. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm a little more fired up than usual to come to you with my thoughts on these college football playoff rankings. We'll get to that. But we're not going to get to that first. In our first story, the Colts lose a heartbreaker to the Titans in overtime. It means they're basically four back in divisional play, and the likely way to the playoffs is a wild card. Also in that game, the star running back for Tennessee, Derrick Henry, he got himself hurt, and he's going to be out for about six to ten weeks. And we'll see how quickly he recovers. I hope he does have a quick recovery because it would feel weird if we both got into the playoffs and Derrick Henry wasn't there. I'll just say it like that. Surprisingly, we've got two games to discuss. With the Colts this week. Already. Last night, there was a little game with the New York Jets. And we beat them 45-30. to 30. Jonathan Taylor had 200 yards all-purpose. And we like that. He had 172 yards rushing and 28 yards receiving, is what that means. Michael Pittman, who's a member of your fantasy football team, he ended up with a respectable 16 points, according to my fantasy league. And thus, the League of Record. And we've got... He had 5 of 6 receiving, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Respectable for a, a wide receiver, a low-end wide receiver 1, high-end wide receiver 2. But... I can't wait for s Sunday. We got all sorts of nice matchups. All sorts of nice matchups. Stafford against Tennessee. Amari Cooper of the Cowboys going up against. Denver Broncos. That's going to be nice. 
Maybe I should have used Nain Hines. Because... Yeah, six carries for 74 yards and a touchdown. Four or six receiving for 34 yards. That seems pretty respectable. And... Other news, this was as of five years ago. I'm reading off the sleeper app right now. Odell Beckham... has left the Cleveland Browns. Don't know how that's going to ultimately affect how I'm going to handle things. My tight end, Mr. Kittle, he'll be back after spending several weeks on the injured list. That makes me very, very happy. But, and now that we're done with the pros, we're going to get to the main event. In college football meows, there are six teams that still stand as unbeaten. The college football playoff rankings were released, and your host is firmly against where the committee went. All of us agree that Georgia is number one. After that, in the top six or seven, there's quite a bit of dispute. Most people, myself included, agree that Cincinnati's the number two team. The committee decided to put one loss Alabama in that spot, and Cincinnati in their rankings is sixth. Also behind... One loss, Ohio State, who is ranked fifth in their rankings. I have no issue with Sparty being three. Because Sparty's done solid work. And we're going to the college football playoff ranking website right now. And... And this is what it is as of right now according to their rankings. Not your hosts. And not a lot of people. Georgia's the number one. Alabama at two. Sparty at three. Sparty's another way of saying Michigan State. And Oregon at number four. I have a problem with that. A massive problem. Here's the question. Why is the clear-cut number two team in college football ranked sixth by the playoff committee. Simple. Because they're not part of a Power 5 conference. Not yet, anyways. Because as we all know, unless you've totally avoid college football and just sometimes squeak in on 
more of the political rants. Cincinnati, alongside UCF, BYU, and Houston, will be joining the Big 12. Around the time Oklahoma and Texas officially abandon their traditional conference rivals and go be mid-carters to the likes of Alabama, Georgia, and in some cases, in some years, Florida and Auburn. And honestly, that kind of that kind of gets the flame and the steam going out of my ears. But we do have multiple unbeatens still, and none of them are Alabama and Ohio State. I've talked about three of them right off the bat. My number. My number one, and basically the consensus number one, Georgia. My number two, Cincinnati. My number three, Michigan State. My number four, Oklahoma. My number five, Wake Forest. Oh, that's right. The ACC is going to get some love up in this piece. And another group of five team... The University of Texas at San Antonio rounds out your unbeatens and my top six. That is simple as that. And you're probably wondering, why in the world, Mr. Forecats, why aren't Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and various sundry other members of Power 5 schools not in your top tier listings. I got one rule. Winning, baby. Wins and losses. The opponent doesn't matter. Wins and losses do. But unfortunately, the people in control want to use politics and prestige and being members of the Power Five. Don't get me wrong. I'm a dial-in-the-wool Big Ten and Big Twelve guy. But if these gr- if there's a group of five school that's merit being in the top tiers give them a shot as we all know had Boise State been in the national title game instead of the Fiesta Bowl way back in the day they'd be your undisputed national champions simple as that They were the best team that year. When I must iterate this plain and simple. 
Conference prestige does not matter. Wins and losses on the field matters. Some of you may know this about me. Some of you don't. I was in marching band. And I played football. Yeah. This was all back in high school. And you're like, how does a dude do that? Simple. Not get a lot of sleep. You know, having marching band contests on Saturday after Friday night football games. Followed by Sunday morning church services where you're playing your trumpet on the worship team. Oh yeah. As I said, wins and losses matter. And I, and I come from a marching band that has as many state titles here in the state of Indiana, oh, if not more, than Ric Flair has World Wrestling Heavyweight Championships. And that's between WWE, WCW, the N and the NWA. Oh, I just gave a little hint right there. Of an upcoming episode. On. Are you ready for this? November. The 19th. I will have an episode out. Of. What pro wrestling could look like. Oh, yeah. On November the 19th, you can expect a what if WCW had won the war. I've got something pretty cool for that. In another meow of interest... Did you see how Atlanta got revenge for Major League Baseball yanking the All-Star game away from them just because their state values voter integrity and protecting democracy? Albeit, could they allow people to have food and water in the long pole, line, pole lines? I think they should. Cisco, did you have something to say? Uh, <laughs> I guess not, but that's all right. <laughs> His new thing over the past several nights has been laying at my head while I'm asleep. And that's that's so cute. Isn't that right, Mr. Cisco? 
Cisco! 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 Okay. I use got Michigan and one of my favorite coaches, Jim Harbaugh, coming in coming to play, if I remember correctly. Ah, hey Floof. Do you wanted to come in for cuddles? Yeah. Okay, you can go. Uh, sorry about that. Floof decided she wanted to make herself known <laughs> to all of you. But Indiana is going up to Michigan, facing the Wolverines, tomorrow night, under the bright lights. And that... We'll about do it for our show today. Thank you for listening and be excellent to each other and home is where the Shire is.